penalty. It's Rapino against Van Feenendaal. It's 1-0. The USA won. The Netherlands nil. Foul, the game's opening up. Rosa foul. Lovely run. Great goal. Brilliant goal. Rosa foul might have won the World Cup for the United States. For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. And for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final in victory and joy for the United States. Hey everybody, welcome to Settle the Score. I'm Allison. I'm Madeline. And truth be told, we don't have a ton to cover today, but we wanted to check in with you guys, see how everybody was um, in their like post-challenge cup lull. I, I don't know. Is that is that accurate? Yes, there's definitely a lull. It feels like a lull. There's not much going on. It's a lully lull. <laughs> apt apt descriptors. My whole <laughs> life is a my whole life is a lull. I know. I I really feel that. It's felt like that this past week or two. It's a diff I feel like every week, every month deeper into this year we get, there's new emotions to go along with what we're seeing and experiencing and Currently, I think a lot of people are in the uh, the lull phase. I'm starting to get really confused because I'm still doing a lot of the same things that I was able to do before. I can do work every day. I can write from home. That's no problem. I still teach my classes on Zoom. I record my podcast with my good friend. I sometimes eat outside at restaurants. I can cook meals for myself. There's a lot of good things. And yet... I don't know. Nothing new ever happens. I don't go anywhere interesting. It's It just makes me kind of sad to think that going on vacations every once in a while or having big weekend plans was what was keeping my life going. <laughs> Whoa. That feels... No, not true. It's not there true. Right? Those were just the spice of life that were yes. keeping everything else interesting. Also, true. And I think... I mean, the the diversity of people that you normally interacted with in person is, you know, that missing is huge. I do miss random chit chats with coworkers. Yeah. The silly things that happen in the hall. Like, I mean, there's just, there's a lot about not being in person with not just your, like your immediate community. Cause I do think a lot of people have been kind of reaching back out and creating their own bubbles of people, if you will. And I think that's the, the, the right way to start kind of testing the waters a little bit. Um, but I think not being in community with your larger community, and that includes coworkers and, I mean, even commuters and stuff like you normally are running into is, uh, is, is hard. I always just really looked forward to national team games too, because even there wouldn't have been any right now anyways, but there would have been some in October. And Absolutely. Just and kind camps. of, yeah, and thinking about, Having those to look forward to would always give me a little jolt of excitement. And yeah. yeah, I hear that. I mean, that's the one thing with watching the Challenge Cup. It was fantastic, but I did feel, I just I was like, man, you know, I want to see, 
I want to see all of these particular players back on the field together because that is really when the magic happens. Not that the magic doesn't happen in the NWSL. It does, and we've seen that. But it's just an extra level of just spark that I miss. And, I, gosh, I miss seeing the pride. That was hard <laughs> in the Challenge Cup. But I'm so sorry. That's all right. It was Everyone's like a 50% less beautiful Challenge Cup, lacking yeah. the pride. Yeah, I did. I appreciated their involvement uh, in on Twitter and, and such, but yeah, definitely missed them. So It's a lull. We're in it's the lull. lull. We're in the lull. But Everyone's you know going to be like, and hang up. After <laughs> the lull? After the lull, things get more exciting. That's true. They Can't have to lull forever. Mm-mm, nope. It's like a... Like a roller coaster. You might be in the bottom right now. Vlatko, please call a camp. Do a bubble camp, please. Yes, please. I think it's so, I think it's very reasonable. I think it's very reasonable. I watched, um, uh, Sheridan had a really, I don't know if anybody caught it, but um, I saw the Equalizer had posted about it, and it was like an Instagram story where it was like a six-minute long video about life in the bubble, um, which is really kind of cool insight and um she did talk about how challenging it was in terms of the mental strain and the emotional strain, but, uh, you know, it seems like every, they had activities and, and stuff and they had like, you know, takeout and stuff on occasion to make it a little bit more fun and interesting. And it just seems very, very, very reasonable for the U S women's national team to also host a bubble like that. But mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, one reason that we wanted to come together today and have a bit of a chat despite the lack of soccer news and not do something silly like a movie podcast or something like that to keep us entertained during the lull was because we received a bunch of emails from all of our listeners and thank you so much by the way we appreciate every single one of them We got a bunch of emails wondering why in our last podcast we didn't address the fact that Julie Ertz stood during the national anthem of the final match of the Challenge Cup. Now, I we hung up from our Zoom at the end of that podcast and I was like, oh, we didn't talk about that. Whoops. And I think I was so upset about it. And I had been looking forward to the Challenge Cup final as a bit of fun that my brain just sort of like in order to protect itself, just sort of blocked out the standing so I could like continue to enjoy my day. And yeah, I'm sorry we didn't talk about it. Allison actually hadn't seen it. Yeah, I missed it entirely. I was um, making, this is bad, but guys, I was making lunch and I had it on, but I did not... Yeah, Madeline's favorite thing of the day, lunch. What'd yeah. you eat? I mean, no. Well, okay, yeah, what did you eat? I want to know. We grilled hot dogs. Oh, yes. Hamburgers. Okay. Uh, so I just, I missed, uh, I missed the, st- I missed the national anthem. I missed like the first three minutes really of the match entirely and um, came back in and they were playing soccer and all was good. And I really didn't, you know, I didn't really think anything about the, um, about what would have gone on during the anthem. So I missed it entirely. And then, uh, we were getting the emails and I was like, whoa, I did not even know, uh, at, you know, days after the match I hadn't realized. So anyways, to say here we are now to talk about it. It was disappointing. Um, extremely disappointing. I, she, to my knowledge, she didn't put out any kind of statement about it at all. 
And I think the reason it felt especially disappointing and disrespectful potentially, and look, I don't know what she and Casey spoke about in the locker room beforehand or if there was a conversation. I don't know. If there was, I guess I feel better about it. I don't feel good about it. But it felt like, oh, the one that's on national television, I can't kneel for. That's really yeah. what it felt like, which is why I think it was such a kind of slap in the face and disrespectful to me, to her teammates, and to her fans who uh, was really happy that she was able to kneel next to Casey and support her on that first day. Yeah, it, a lot of people were calling out the fact that it felt like just performative, the the kneeling that she had been doing earlier, and then the moment when it came to, like, to, again, to national, to the national attention, um, she wasn't going to perform in that way any longer. And now she needed to do this. I, I don't, I just don't understand. I just wish I knew why, because it seemed again, throughout the challenge cup, throughout the bubble, her support for um, the kneeling the black lives movement, it felt black lives matter movement. It felt very genuine and real. And the moment that she had with Casey and I, I just don't, I don't understand why. And I wish, I think we all wish we knew um, why that happened, why she chose to stand. I also thought that her support was especially important, especially because she and Casey framed it together in that letter that they, that they put out as part of their faith, which to me, it's like, you don't hear enough Christian people talking about kneeling. <laughs> no. And it yeah, was it's... exciting that that happened. And that's why it, it was also just like, uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. It, it was such a letdown because of that. Yeah, I really, it just, I wish I knew. I wish I knew more. I think, um, I don't know. I We've talked about this, Madeline, a little bit, and, the why we're you know do we really need national anthems before domestic games no and the answer is no we don't like we don't um no other nations really do that it seems um worldwide so i don't i'm now i'm not saying like the the hard thing is is now it's it's this thing it's such a heavy weighty thing um if you take that away i think it's better for the players i think it's better for the fans but it, now it feels like it also every decision now that's made feels like it carries a lot of weight and I don't know how to go about it well uh, I mean I know they offered the the choice to like stay in the locker room the NWSL did uh, but that doesn't feel right I, there, I, none of it feels right yeah it's because see that's sort of my that's sort of my like response in a way is I can't be so mad at Julie or Kelly in a sense because it they shouldn't have nobody there just shouldn't be the anthem like you said right it's like the system is bad and yet and yet like I've I've canceled Carly Lloyd right (laughs) like in my (laughs) head I have canceled Carly Lloyd but I don't I I guess I'm more confused about Julie's motivations than about Carly just seemed ignorant I don't I'm not sure how Julie's coming across now maybe manipulative but I yeah I don't know I feel like we're missing a piece of the puzzle yeah I I agree but it was bad I'm not saying it wasn't bad I think it was bad yeah it 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 upset I mean hundreds of thousands of fans it upset a lot of people um and I I mean I mean there 
are people that are literally returning their Ertz jerseys and, you know, they don't want that name on their back anymore. Like it, what she, and I, and I, I guess she knew that that would happen. Like she had to know that staling, standing, especially after kneeling for the past three weeks, um, is going to carry some weight for people and people are going to want to know why. And like you said, she didn't post anything. I would have rather her say something about why she stood even, but again, then it could have been a terrible reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's I, I why it I does know. feel like it was cause it was on TV TV. Yeah. Because otherwise you could make a comment. Yeah. It's I just, don't know. it's like her brand was integrity and that's not a lot of integrity right there. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that is maybe why, it hurts so much. Like Kelly, I don't like. I, I've lost respect for Kelly O'Hara, my best friend. I was going to say, your best friend. <laughs> Someone I know personally. who I met her once, if you're a new listener. That's... But uh, <laughs> she, she's, she's, I've lost I, some respect for the her. The thing is, I under, her, understand, might be the best. I get why she did it because a lot of people are tying support for military into standing for the national anthem and her whole family is military. Uh, and so I, I am assuming, and we all know what assuming does, but I'm assuming that's why she was standing. And I think that that link of standing and standing because you support military, that's not, you have the right to kneel because of military, because of the fact that they fought for our freedom. So I think that that whole thing is not a good connection to be made, but I think that's what she did and that connection that she made. So I would like to hear from her. If that's it, then Kelly, I think there are other ways that we can support our brothers and sisters in the military um, and also support this incredibly important Black Lives Matter movement. And on it, like our military's got issues with black lives, with black trans Oof. lives. Our military has issues that we need to talk about and we're not talking about that either within the military. Um, you know, there've been multiple killings of black women within like within the military while and they were on base covered and up. just it's covered crazy. up. So like, there's a lot to, to dig into in that own world. But I think that's where Kelly came from. I think it was misinformed and misguided. Uh, I'm not ready to throw her away yet. I don't, I mean, I don't believe in really throwing anybody away and the cancel culture is difficult for me and I think yeah. it's difficult for everyone, but Anyways, all that to say, I don't understand Julie's yeah. choice. Now that we're talking it through, I think the ab- like the thing that is just really frustrating is the lack of conversation about the change. I yes. think she owes it to her fans to speak up about this. Yep, I agree. I I want to know why. And I and I I know a lot of times we talk about players like they have a right to a personal life and they have a right to privacy, but this is a very public display. You need to inform the fans about your choices, especially because you were so vocal earlier with the letter and, you know, with your, your. And got a lot of good press for that. So come on. Yikes. Yeah. That's a 10 on the yikes a meter for me. (laughs) Agreed. Well, yeah. there. That's, I, 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 that's it. That's what we I have to say. <laughs> I don't know if we're, I don't think we're going to get any type of uh, explanation, but I do think that if she, I do think that she's been put in a position that she's going to have to somehow earn a lot of fanship back. Yeah. 
because a lot of people are uh, very upset. And she's been a staple on the women's national team. She's been a staple for Chicago for so long. She's been that one person that you could just love because she is just through and through delightful uh, and a phenomenal player. And so I think she um, she's going to have to figure out how to go back about this. Just disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Well, in less depressing news. Yes. In more interesting news, I'm not going to call it good news per se. Sam Mewis has decided to go play in England. It's official. Man, you. Uh, Very exciting. She is still belonged to. That wasn't a sentence. She, (laughs) North Carolina still has the NWSL rights to her. That's weird to that is, think about it weird, like that. But it's true. But they do. Uh, and I think it might be a problem if there were an NWSL season. But since there's not, this just seems like a great move for Sam. It does. And I think I think I expect to see even more players in the coming weeks uh, choose to play overseas just because they're further ahead of us in terms of coronavirus progress. Um, they're playing more. Their numbers are down. And, I mean, it just makes sense. If you're a player that has the opportunity to play overseas, if a team wants you, if you uh, can financially make that decision and you have that opportunity with your family situation, it makes all the sense in the world. There's literally nothing keeping you here. I hope more players do, in fact, because that will keep the U.S. women's national team competitive. Sure. If you can get in those games that other players here won't be able to get in. Right. And the thing is, is all of these clubs overseas are going to be moving forward. They're all going to be playing matches. And if we are unable to do so as a you know, women's national team, which it certainly looks that way for the remainder of the year, that puts us at a huge disadvantage, you know, going into what should hopefully be still an Olympic season next year. And I mean, I don't want to look too far ahead, but, you know, I, th- I think coming off our World Club, World Club? World Cup win uh, and moving right into the Olympics for me, you know, anything but winning would have been a disappointment. Um, And now a year out, I still think for the most part, I still think that's true. I still think that we have the best national team worldwide. Uh, But if all of these other teams can make progress and um, are playing much more regularly, you know, you need to play 11 v 11 to really, uh, to grow as a player and to see them, you know, see the field and, and understand the development of the game. Uh, so if our players can't do that and they're not afforded that opportunity, then I think it's really going to hurt us going into the 2021 season and the Olympic season. So yes, please go play overseas, go enjoy like England's got tea and uh, really good Indian food. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Ben. Big Ben, go play in France. Have some croissants for me. I didn't get to go to Paris as was originally scheduled. So I need all the national team players to go and have all the almond croissants over there for me. Sweden, go play in Sweden. Yeah. Although I think that league is not doing as well as it was when Lindsay Horan at all went over there at first. But Mm. yeah, I hope they all go play in Europe. If, If coronavirus not only proves that the United States is certainly on the the wane, the wax, the downslide. That's really what I'm trying to say. And also makes our U.S. Women's National Team downslide at, for, for the first real time. Then I'll be really, really pissed off. 
That's when you'll see Madeline's anger. I'll be All right. so that's that's what's gonna make me upset at coronavirus. <laughs> if the US women's national team take a take a downturn take a from quality that. turn because everybody else can keep playing. That's the one thing that's upsetting me about it. <laughs> one and only. Uh, but let's not add to the pile, right? Yeah. Right. Let's not add to the pile. I also think thankfully Vlaco, I still I feel pretty good. I'm glad in some ways this is happening under him than rather than happening under Jill. Yeah. If we can talk about something to be thankful for. Yeah. So Also, that is some good piece of gossip because the England women's national team is looking for a new head coach and they're thinking of hiring Jill, I heard. Shut She's, your face. I will not. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I think this is going to be crazy pants, but especially, mm, no, when you are head coach for a nation, you're capped for that nation. in in a sense. Oh, wow. And I, be, okay. If you're head coach for that nation for two years and you do nothing, fine, whatever. But if you're head coach for a substantial period of time and have multiple world cups or Olympic, like no, no. But isn't that what Pia did? Are you mad at Pia about that? No, because I love Pia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I see how this works. Also, Pia wasn't head head coach. Yes, she was. For the women's. Yeah. For what years? For of the U.S. women's national team. I thought she was. Old. Oh, hmm. we didn't gap in a- my knowledge. We didn't me. win a World Cup with Pia, but we definitely won some Olympics. Okay. And we got to the final. My bad. All right. Uh, I didn't <laughs> love when she left. My my beef with England getting Jill Ellis is like, poor England. I mean, oh. <laughs> I was starting to enjoy yeah, that rivalry. Yeah, but going from Phil Neville to Jill might be all right. Yeah, they, she'll seem like a queen. Yeah, he, compared, he was a toad. I disliked him very greatly. I think. I mean, clearly, I think his players did too. Yeah, he said some the pretty scary racist thing, things. Also, he. Ugh. The scary thing about I think I feel I felt good having Phil Neville as England's head coach because I felt more comfortable there because they've got a lot of talent on that team and if they did anything with it, I think they could be much more competitive than they, and they have been competitive. Don't get me wrong. I mean, gosh, Owl Eagle Eye. What was it? The Owl Eyes. Ellen. Ellen, Ellen, like in my <laughs> nightmares, <laughs> stop. I'm doing the Madam's doing the oh, allies. Um, I feel like you know, with real adequate coaching, they could uh, be even scarier. So, anyways. this is why we need them to get Jill Ellis. Actually, yeah, I, but like, <laughs> I still think that's a step up from Phil Neville. Yeah, and I don't you're want right. them to have any steps up. From you're right, Neville. Jill would just say nothing instead of putting her foot in her mouth. <laughs> True. She's just writing her little notebook. I was so looking forward to never looking at Jill Ellis again. Yeah, you may <sighs> not need to. Okay. I, right. That's They'll really probably pick I didn't... someone else, but she's on the short list. That feels weird. That really just feels weird to me. I'm sorry. And I know she's not like from the United States, so it, it makes sense. I, ugh. Anyways, <laughs> that's weird. Madeline, I feel weird now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One thing that's been weird in the aftermath of the NWSL Challenge Cup is that a bunch of leagues keep being like, hey, we're the first to come back and and from COVID. And it's like, uh, That's a good bro voice. No. It was the NWSL back off. We're talking to you, 
premier lacrosse league. Oh, get, lacrosse, get out of town. Get, I mean, broy of all bros, by the Ugh. way. Uh, hey, if you want to play lacrosse, that's fine. I have nothing against lacrosse, but get out of town. I actually really wanted to play lacrosse as a kid, and I didn't have any. There weren't any teams that I could join. Oh, really? No. Ooh, it Not was, in Virginia at the time. It was all up in New Jersey, and it was preppy. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure. The lacrosse boys were not the nicest boys. The girls were great. In fact, many of the field hockey girls. I was going to say, I would imagine there'd be a lot of crossover, right? I think field hockey. Let's say I hate men's lacrosse. I'm willing to say I hate men's lacrosse. (laughs) I think that's safe. I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, If we lose a listener because I said I hate men's lacrosse, I can sleep at night. Well, I don't think there are that many uh, men's lacrosse fans listening that I know of. But I would I say could the demographic crossovers are small. Are small, slim, slim to none. Uh, but yeah, he. So the thing that pissed everybody off. I mean, Twitter was in an outrage about this whole lacrosse thing. Was because they were playing their championship or whatever on the same fields. They were in Utah playing on the same fields, not. Um, not the major stadium, but the same fields where we had all of our, like, you know, all the quarterfinals, all the round robin play. They were playing on the field and then had the audacity. They didn't even know what was happening a week before. I just, I tell you, it just infuriating. And I think the guy went back and corrected himself, but, like, it doesn't matter because he didn't know, like, damage is done, dude. Yeah, it's really shameful the amount of press we've gotten. Yes. So I guess it's too late now, but I'm still annoyed. <laughs> As you should be. But we did it first, fair. and we did a great job, and we had zero positive COVID tests. So, boo. Suck on that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, any more NWSL news? Well, I think there was that great quote, right? Yeah, I, w- I wanted to mention this. I didn't know if there's anything else. I think a lot of what we've, Mal and I have been talking about, and I think what a lot of our listeners, it's, it's what a lot of the fans of the NWSL really respond to is how involved in uh, social justice and a lot of police reform, a lot of like progressive movements, um, both the players, usually, um, both the players, the listeners, um, fans, and the teams themselves are involved in has been really something. And I love this quote. I was reading an article um, about just the growth of the NWSL game in general, um, and additionally, the growth of the supporters club. Um, and this was a quote from um, the Chicago Local 134, I think that's correct, a lead organizer. Her name's Maggie. I'm going to butcher her last name. Duzbeck, I think. Um and she said, because American soccer supporting is such a subculture, it represents something outside of the mainstream. Women's soccer takes that a step further. It is an inherently political act and feminist choice to invest in this league. And Ugh. put that, so just, well. It was put so well. I think that's so beautiful. And I think that's what a lot of, I know that's how I feel. I think that's how a lot of our listeners feel. Um, and I know that's how you feel, Madeline, with, with, investing in these women and investing in this league it feels it's bigger than just the sport I'm actually not sure how I could be invested in a sport if that wasn't a component of it for me like I don't really Mm. like any other sports that much yeah and I love soccer like the game of soccer is awesome I watch the men's world cup you know I'm theoretically a Tottenham fan 
if Barcelona's <laughs> playing, I'm like, yeah, I want to see Messi. You know, like I'll put on Liverpool. I watch Liverpool clinch the title, right? Like I, I like I like soccer a lot, but I I can't imagine. I can't imagine continuing to care or caring in the way I care. And the way I see some like football families care, I guess if I didn't feel like invested in it as a reason that the world it's making the world a better place. And I think that a lot of women's soccer fans have that in common and it's good. It's beautiful. I think it's what makes this league um, and in general, the support for the U.S. Women's National Team different. I mean, that obviously is much more mainstream in, in a lot of ways, but it's still something that's continually pushing boundaries. I mean, you know, we haven't talked about the lawsuit recently, but, I mean, it's continuing to push for where equality and, and pay for women, not just in sports, but I think in every, you know, employing every, what's the word, in any job, across all, like, all different yeah. different. Sorry, guys, I just worked a night shift and I woke up and now I can't use my words. Anyways, uh, I think it's really important. I mean, and I I come from, you know, I've watched a lot of football. I think part of the difference is I went to a, a college that was huge in college football. And so it just became a part of your culture as a student. there, like going to football matches. And I'll still watch the college team, my college team play from time to time. But I don't have the same, you know, deep desire for uh for all the NFL matches cuz they're just getting paid so much money and sometimes it's like ugh like here's here's an analogy right like if we're talking television or movies or something like i can turn on something that's candy and enjoy it like gossip girl or something just you know i'm just like oh yeah this is this is entertaining i like this but i'm not going to really like fall in love with something unless mm. it's saying something to me like parks and rec right is talking about how i know it's on silly but it's really about how we can all help each other and step up and that go, you know government stepping in and trying to fix things and make things better is hard but it's worth it trying hard is worth it right it's saying yeah something and so I can't really love something unless it's saying even when it comes to just pure entertainment and sports or entertainment I just think women's soccer is the best for that reason yeah you get to be entertained and it matters like the NFL is elf the film which I love and I watch every Christmas yes versus the NWSL being like fences or moonlight or Something with gravitas? Except if Elf also caused you severe head trauma (laughs) that forced you later in life to maybe commit assaults that you weren't going to commit otherwise. Ah, got it. I don't think Elf does that, actually. If Elf does that, I'm going to stop watching it. If Elf did do that, would we stop watching Elf? Yes! Yes! Ooh, I love it, though. (laughs) You okay. would stop watching Elf. You're right. You're right. There's it's plenty others. Movie, There's the holiday. There are other options. There are other options. Yes. Like tennis. I switched tennis. back to sports. Love tennis. There you go. Tennis I could watch is Nadal fun. play all day. All right. I mean, well, it's that partly was... why I would watch Serena before I would watch Nadal, right? It's because oh, Serena 100... winning matters. Oh, yeah. I hate that my first thing was Nadal. Dang it. 
No, yeah. I also like him too, though. I'm not trying to be snobby about other sports. I'm just saying this is why more people should get into our subculture. Thanks. <laughs> Make our subculture the culture. That's what I would like. Yeah. Not that it's perfect, you know, but. Wow, guys, that was an analogy that may have gone off the rails, and I apologize. If you followed that, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Either you're just as, you know, nutso as we are, or uh, you're sleep deprived as well. Any of those <laughs> would have maybe helped you follow that. I think that's all we have for today. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but we just wanted to, wanted to just talk about a couple of those things since they'd been coming up. Yep. I hope everybody out there is um, is hanging in. I know a lot of people are experiencing this lull. Uh, even you know, non women soccer fans are experiencing a lull of sorts. Uh, but I think we are where we are, yeah. and we can't judge ourselves for how we feel. And we just have to, you know, keep going. We'll get through it. Do things you enjoy. Yep. Watch old, old U.S. Women's National Team World Cup matches. It lifts the spirits. It does. Watch Elf. It's August, but I don't care. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's so silly. I love it so much. Uh, I, I have a DVD player because I have my favorite Christmas movies on DVD. Oh, Elf, wow. The Holiday. Uh, I'm blanking on all of my other favorite Christmas movies. Two Christmas is Vacation. fine. The, but that's literally why I have my DVD player still. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love it. If you enjoyed the show today, please, please, please go to iTunes or podcast, Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, yep. and rate us and review us. If you're the Houston fan who left us a lovely compliment but said that we hate Houston and won't listen until we start talking about the national team again, I get it. We apologize, and we are here for all your women's national team needs. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, if you would like to send us a message, you can reach us at settle the score podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at scorepod or Instagram us at scorepod. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely afternoon. Bye.